Man, I tell you what, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer looks completely lit. It doesn't look anything like Assassin's Creed, but I'm not one of those people who doesn't want to play Assassin's Creed because it doesn't look like Assassin's Creed. It looks kind of badass to me, and that's really all that matters. I actually thought the cinema cinematic, not cinematic, cinematic trailer was uh, rather appealing. And uh, it really, you know, dragged me in. It was so unlike Assassin's Creed that the final twist of the trailer was almost movie-like in its twist. I didn't see that coming, and I was like, oh, that is badass. It's the first time I, uh, a trailer, it's the first time a trailer has made me feel that way. So I got to be honest, that was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, th th that was cool. That was cool. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm searching for some movie news here. There, I mean, there are some, but it's all related to the same shit. You know, it's all related to the virus. And, uh, you know, so a lot of this stuff is probably stuff you've already seen before. So I'm just trying to scrap things to get in this lonely, in this lonely friggin' uh, meeting room. As you know, Cinemaxtic has been filming remotely filming has been recording remotely uh for the past month and a half or so with tanner tim and jordan and even though we're filming remotely recording jesus re recording remotely uh it seems even harder than ever to get everyone together on the on the podcast uh for our weekly thing but you know people have busy schedules because of this remote work situation we all find ourselves in uh, a lot more things a lot more flexibility in the schedule comes about and uh, can be abused by others who say, hey, you know what? I know you're not doing anything. Let's meet at this time uh, and get ourselves, uh, get, get whatever we need to discuss, discussed. But um, um, yeah, so uh, it, it's, uh, it's just me, just me right now. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully we have Tanner joining us in a little bit. Tanner, Tanner is the only one who might be able to make it in a little, uh, tonight. But, um, but um, you know, what, what do I know? Um, just kind of scrolling through some of this movie news. Uh, I, I've take, I've jotted down some notes. Hopefully some of the stuff you guys find interesting. Um, it, it's rather sparse, as I said before. Um, but, you know, when, how, when does Cinemaxic ever just really cover movie news and movie discussion? Rarely ever. Most of the time, it's like this where we're just rambling on and on, and and uh, and you guys just listen. Which hey, I I extremely appreciate. Uh, but something I do want to say is I am extremely, extremely happy with the people who showed up and watched our live stream two weeks ago, our first ever live cinematic podcast recording. Uh, we didn't have great numbers, but what else was I expecting? I didn't was I wasn't expecting anything. Let me answer my own question there i wasn't really expecting anything i was expecting us to gather live and record this podcast whether we had zero or a thousand people watching we didn't have one thousand we did we definitely didn't have that but uh we had a decent number of people who were there and uh i appreciate it you know small steps baby steps to get to where you want to be and uh, i just want to give a special shout out to everyone who who was able to tune in live? Of course, if you weren't able to tune in live, I do appreciate you uh, uh, listening to the recording. We did have a good amount of views on that after we posted the recording the, uh, to, to our uh, podcast network. Um, that ring-a-ding-ding -ding 
notification I just got in my headset means that Tanner Rush may have just joined in on this podcast. Uh, Tanner Rush, is that you or am I just shouting into the void? Both. It's both. I am the void. Most of the time I talk to Tanner, it is like I'm shouting into the void. So uh, it's a comforting void and one I'm happy to have aboard this podcast today. Uh, Tanner Rush is here, folks, uh, for this podcast. So, hey, listen, Tanner, I already did the cold open. There's really nothing else really to say. Uh, other okay, than, well, guess I'll just leave. You know, <laughs> no, stick around. Stick around. And because oh, okay. I, haven't dis- I haven't discussed any of the topics with you, what we're going to discuss tonight. No, uh, prepare I'm, going for into this. I'm going into this cold. You're going in cold turkey. And uh, that's the way I like my co-host be unprepared, but also ready at the same time. So mm-hmm. get ready for this uh, this cinematic title role uh, and prepare your ear holes because I'm throwing out every topic we're going to cover right now. All right, are you are you ready, Tanner? Well, you know they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Sure. And so I have zero preparation. So uh, well, I don't know. Well, uh, that sounds about like every single episode of the show ever. <laughs> On today's true. episode of Cinemaxic, today we're going to discuss Universal's banned by AMC from showing any of their future movies in their theaters? Is this true, or is this a game of cat and mouse? Scoob, the animated Scooby-Doo movie, is coming to direct-to-video May 15th, straight to your living rooms. Space Jam has a title. What is that? What do we have to expect about that? We're at this point where we're discussing Space Jam news. John Wick 4 has been delayed for Matrix 4. That's expected. I don't know what else we would people were thinking and trolls makes good enough money at the home theater box office to make you question do a lot of future movies go this route we're going to discuss that and more on this episode of the cinemaxic podcast it's time to dive in this is cinemaxic Wow, that was actually really well done. I'm gonna be honest. I'm, yeah, I'm good I, job. I am proud of myself. I had gravitas. I I had I had power in that role. You know, just for two people, Tanner. It's it's a shame Jordan and Tim can't be here for this. That was smooth. I appreciate. Oh, I'll give you that much. It I, should have been witnessed. I appreciate it. You know, it'll be witnessed by our 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 listeners' ears. Our listeners' ears will will witness that, and that's all that matters to me. As always, I am your host, Max Liedem, at Max Fozzi, joined today by just one of the four members of the Cinemaxic crew, Tanner Rush at Danger Rush. Tanner, how are you feeling today, my friend? I'm feeling good. Enjoying the weather. We've been having some great, great weather the past couple weeks. You know, we really have. Um, which is great, you know, yeah. being stuck on my ass at home all day, you know, we can get out, ride the bike, go on, go on some hikes down the trail and uh, take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, that's, that's a good point. Um, it has been nice to get outside. I've been going for some runs. I've rolled both my ankles um, oh, on shit. these runs. 
um, which is which is uh, a little bit uh, which is a little hard. My fiance is dropping off my delicious dinner. She made breakfast for dinner today. Everyone, Paige, thank you. She just dropped this off. Tanner, thank you, turkey, Paige. turkey, bacon, hash browns, eggs, and some mashed avocado. It looks phenomenal. Let me tell you that much. Well, that sounds great. Um, but yeah, uh, the weather has been nice here. I've been able to get outside. I mean, again, I've rolled two of my ankles while running. It's a combination, I think, of the streets here where I live are uh, the curb, where the curb meets the street, where I have to run because we have no sidewalks in this part of town. There's literally no sidewalks on any of the side streets. Oh, so, yeah. so I have to run uh, where the curb meets the street, which is always at kind of an angle. And uh, one foot is running alongside the curb and one foot is running alongside the street. So I'm running at two separate angles here, uh, which is, uh, uh, which is um, uh, ripe for ankle rolling. I'll tell you that much. And uh, that's, that's basically what's happened to me. I've rolled my ankles a couple of times, but uh, healing up, feeling better. And uh, I've got a joy of fire pit this weekend. Um, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been nice. It makes this quarantine a little less, a little less intense. Um, that's, that's what I'll say. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. It looks like uh, uh, your fiance Tanner has been uh, uh, cooking up some, uh, some baked goods. What, what you been making? She's been making banana bread. Uh, just yesterday made a loaf with chocolate chips in it. Have not got to sample that yet, but I am excited to. Um, some very delicious chocolate chip cookies. Potentially the best I've ever had. Uh, uh, I'll say that. I'll say that. You know, knowing the people I know and uh, some kind of family chocolate chip recipes that are pretty famous i know that's a dangerous thing to say but uh well none of them for this podcast anyway so that doesn't that's true no one listens to this so um but that's just another good thing about the quarantine if you know there are good things about it it's just having time to make really good food yeah i've been doing the same i've been doing a lot of cooking lately also yeah when you're both of us yeah man when your fiance posted uh, that picture of banana bread, um, I said, she said, I, I think I make the best banana bread in the world. And I messaged her and I said, I'll be the judge of that. Please send me three or four loaves for science. And, um, and uh, she said, don't tempt me. I will. So how do I go about tempting your fiance more to make sure I receive these three to four loaves of banana bread? You don't have to tempt her. Uh, that's you know, it's one of the ways she's staying sane in all of this is keeping herself busy. Well, so I'll just uh, I'll remind her again that you're a hungry boy looking for some banana bread. Well, you can tell her too. I will legitimately pay her for that. That's I, I legit would want to pay her for banana bread because it looked delicious. It looked moist. It looked yellow. Oh, it looked it's there. great. Looks like nice. everything you want. Looks like everything you want in good banana bread. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, today is Thursday. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what, about t what you do, Tanner, during this quarantine life, but I try to give myself stuff to look forward to every day and every week. Yeah, time time really doesn't mean anything for me right now. Um, I've been uh, furloughed from my day job, which is hopefully going to end soon. Well, so every every day has been kind of the same 
Um, well, well, your government, given that you're a government job, that's one that's going to bring you back sooner rather than others because they literally are abiding by, I mean, the government is literally telling you, telling the people what's good to go. And when they tell the people what's good to go, you'd assume that their own employees would be good to go. You hope. Um, the stay-at-home order for our neck of the woods, I believe, was extended until May 10th. Yep, yep. And then I believe the plan is to, you know, following that, start reopening things, uh, which is great. I want people to get back to work, yep. make money to support themselves and their families. You do wonder, you know, there's that fear about if we reopen too soon, is there just going to be a second wave that's worse than the first, but uh, hope not. You know, we'll look, looking around at other countries who've opened up after they've been hit by their first wave, there's really not, I mean, it, for, so far there's really not. It's really just, uh, you know, controlling and contact tracing. So hopefully that's what we do and we'll be good to go. Yeah, I mean, who's to say? I can't speculate kind of just have to trust the experts on this one as much as we can um i, I will say other than this is not a political podcast but uh, other than our, our friends out there who are kind of living by the skin of their teeth at the moment um you know quarantine worse things could happen you maybe don't need to go throwing a fit and birthing all kinds of conspiracy theories just because you have to stay at home and browse the internet all day. I don't know. Shit, are you serious? Because that's all I've done. We're, there's worse There's worse fates than this, honestly. There are. There are. And you, in the end of the day, we're all going to be okay. Just keep hanging in there. Got a little bit longer to go. And, you know, may not have much of a summer, but just imagine how good things are going to be in the fall. Well, and, you know, spring's not even over, and if yeah. we're going to reopen in May, I think we're going to we're going to have the wet wild times we all dream about. I think so too. I, I, you know, that's the thing. I trust the experts on this. A lot of people who are like, "Oh man, so and so say this." I'm like, "Yeah, I understand that," but you know, I also believe that these people like understand. I, you know, maybe I'm giving too much benefit of the doubt, but I also believe they understand uh, who they're talking to and who they're going to follow the advice of. And uh, if we're opening up, they must feel pretty confident, especially here in Kansas, where you have a Democratic government, um, well, the Democratic governor, rather. Um, I don't know how much about the government is Democratic, but, you know, when the, the uh, it's, they're going to play it more safe than sorry, especially if you're a Democrat, uh, you know, Democrat in this place of power. So uh, the fact that they're wanting to open up like this uh, gives me high confidence that they feel like they got this thing contained and, and will be able to contain it uh, to make sure that it doesn't have any other uh, you know, huge issues from here on out. Um, but like you said, Tanner, it's not a political podcast. It is a movie podcast. Surely we have to comment on the world events going around us. Um, well, yeah, because uh, I mean, did movies get fucked because of this? Yeah, they really, they really have. The video game, you know, video game medium has been like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. But uh, the movie medium is struggling. I'll tell you that. 
we're going to have to uh, reassess our our uh, most anticipated 2020 list once this is over because oh shit you're right a lot of stuff probably got pushed back to next year maybe i don't know no but, yeah, definitely we're gonna have to take a second look <laughs> at that I, you know it's almost like we couldn't expect a pandemic to affect that list when we made yeah. it back in january um i'll tell you what these eggs i mean this dinner page we, we did breakfast and dinner and it is fantastic um well you know let's let's dive into the news let's dive into the news here um there really isn't much this could probably be a shorter podcast than usual because there just really isn't much news to be to be had um but i think the first starting and ending oh notes my. are going to be on the same going to be on the same kind of uh radar as each other. So let's start with the big news about theaters in general. AMC has banned, has decided to ban or not ban, but rather just not screen any Universal Movies pictures from here on out after their deci- decision to what what movie? They the Trolls was Trolls after their decision to release a certain movie uh for direct to video. Um, Tanner, is this a game of cat and mouse or is this a game of, I am dead serious. Look at me, Universal Studios. I will not play your shit ever again. And then they're like, legit, they mean that. No, I think, I think AMC means it, but if it's a game, they're going to lose. Um, you know, I kind of wish Jordan was here. Yeah, because he kind of has history with the company and uh, knows people, and yep. you know the movie theater business still. Yep. Um. So he might have some more insight on some of this, but uh, you know, theaters have been struggling box office wise for a while, and you know, studios in a time where people can't go to see movies in theaters, they still need to make a return on their investment. So it only made sense to release some movies to VOD. And uh, I think, I think what you were kind of saying in the introduction, like this is kind of a game changer. Uh, The amount of money Trolls was able to make, I think more Distributors, well, studios might be thinking like, well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we can start doing this or do simultaneous theater and VOD releases, which is maybe a thing already. Um, right. So I think AMC is just pissing itself. They they do not want other studios to follow suit, which is why they're banning Universal. But it's not going to play out in their favor at all. Well, I, I, you know, it's a couple things there, Tina. I, I, you know, I agree and I disagree. AMC is the largest theater chain in the world, and Universal not having the ability to screen their movies in those theaters could be a massive hit uh, to their overall numbers. Now, Trolls, I mean, you know, Trolls making good money was going to be the last topic of the podcast, but also let's just combine them. Uh, to to the first topic here and we'll just go through some different things for the rest of the podcast but 
trolls making good made good money. They didn't necessarily make their box office money, but they made more money than they thought on the direct to video. Are they thinking, okay, that's going to apply tenfold to a franchise like Fast and Furious if we go direct to video? But that also means they go direct to video. Then either one, they're going to do what you just said, a simultaneous direct to video plus a theater release, or they're going to do strictly direct to video and ignore Regal and Cinemark and Alamo and all the other theater chains in the world. Do they really truly bank on user uh, on on home, you know, on on people? renting or buying these videos or these movies and watching them from home and making making them more money than they would have otherwise it's a different you know i'm not a movie businessman so i don't really know but i could tell you right now scoob is coming to rental for twenty dollars or you can buy it and own it forever on for twenty five dollars on the same day that it becomes direct to video rental so there are so many different logistics that have to go into this. Okay, if we release it direct to video for people, are we only doing rent or are we going to let them buy? If we let them buy for $25 rather than rent for $20, okay, we're making $5 there. But our Blu-ray sales are usually through the roof with our video sales or our, our, our ticket sales in the theater are usually really good. I mean, Fast and Furious generates like billions of dollars and it generates a lot of money in Blu-ray sales. Well, now you're kind of having to formulate both of them together because people might buy to own and watch at the same time. Uh, and they could share that with like, uh, you know, what's stopping me from having 10 people over paying $20 for Fast and Furious rental and watching it there. That's, you know, maybe those 20 people really wanted to see Fast and Furious I'm saving $180 or more. I mean, $10 being the most, you know, the most conservative pricing for a ticket. I'm saving 180 bucks with 20 people there. So it's a lot of logistics that go into this. I think AMC too, I don't really blame AMC. I don't look at them in a negative light for this. AMC is struggling right now. They can't pay rent. There's no one going to their damn theaters. Now they took out a loan uh, that they, that will sustain them, which is great news. Um, but they're struggling. They, they, they can't pay rent. They can't pay their employees. They're furloughing employees. Their you know, CEO salaries are literally being furloughed and having to work for free. Um, they have to kind of play hardball here. We're like, hey, I have to save myself. I'm not going to play your Universal movies anymore if you keep releasing these direct-to-video. So now Universal has to think, is it worth releasing direct-to-video or should we wait till a coming year? to get a return on investment. What do you think, Tanner? Do you think studios are going to see its worth for going the theater to do direct the video? Or is Universal going to be like, damn, Fast and the Furious just lost like 50% of its theater market because AMC owns that many theaters. What, what makes sense? Um, I don't know. I think... I think AMC is going to lose on this. I I think more studios are going to go for VOD type releases with things. and There's not much AMC can do about it. I mean, ticket sales have been on the decline anyways. So I think if anything, this pandemic is just a catalyst to kind of speed things along in the direction they were probably going to go. And I don't, 
want to see AMC go out of business. I don't want to see good people uh, lose their jobs. But at the same time, I don't know. I think if AMC's to survive, they're going to have to really reinvent themselves. Um, I mean, survive in the long run, because it's just, I feel like we've talked about this before. The movie theater going experience is just kind of getting worse. <laughs> like, there's, um, yeah, and you kind of have to go at the right time now uh, to avoid crowds, but you've got staff, which is mainly, you know, teenagers or perhaps less than professional people in some of these locations, just because I, I, they're probably not getting paid enough for people who actually like to care and the theaters smell and seats are torn up and right and you know, like lights are left on or they leave the doors open so you've got a huge light shining on the screen the entire movie like there's just this sense that no one cares about the experience even like the people working there let alone the other audience members you have right. to combat with and there's there's an interesting there's an interesting thing to be said here too because one do I want to go see like okay there's certain theater there's definitely theater nerds out there who want to see things in full aspect ratio with Me theater too. sound right and I, I want to see a movie for the first time I want to see it on the biggest possible screen exactly but it's just getting more and more like not worth it for me to. Right. I agree. I, I could see how that, I mean, I told Jordan, I mean, and Jordan, are, uh, you know, had a, had a fair points to this, but the, one of the most annoying things, man, I went to go see Joker, a seriously intense film and, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you've not seen Joker, I'm about to say spoiler. One, two, three, here comes the spoiler. You should turn off your fucking mic. If you don't want to hear this mic speakers, phone. All right, here we go. When the Joker was suffocating his mom with that pillow, there was people in the front row, front row laughing, like laughing hysterically, thinking it was hilarious that that was going on. And I was like, "Probably okay. high." <laughs> I was, they probably were. They probably were. I was like, "This isn't funny at all. This is a very intense scene, a very dramatic moment in the movie." Shut up! Like, shut up! And they wouldn't shut up when someone said "shut up." They literally like, I fuck, fuck you, mate. And like, you know, they just started shouting back, like arguing with people, telling them to shut up. And it took literally me, me to go down there and go to the theater person, like one of the workers there and say, okay, listen, there are people in the front row who are legitimately trying to ruin this movie. And I don't do that. I, I really right. do not. Like, unless people are, are purposely trying to ruin a movie, that was their sole intent going into the theater, is to ruin it for the 99% other people who are there, I will legit go down and I will talk to... I'm not going to confront them. That's going to make it worse. They, the 99% of the time, they're going to be assholes about it, like, because yeah. I want to enjoy a movie. So I'll just go, go out and talk to the theater clerks, like, hey people are legitimately ruining this movie. They're laughing in super intense parts. It's ruining the movie. And they eventually got kicked out of the theater and it was great. And they made a big scene about getting kicked out of the theater. It was amazing. And yeah. I loved it. 
But that's one of the problems that comes up. I saw Joker on opening night, and that happened. So I, I see those points. But also, you, you, you see from the direct-to-video perspective, I compare it to video games. Video games make a ton of money, and they are way more expensive than movies, and they make a ton of money with the proper marketing. Trolls made a decent amount of money, maybe not as much as it would have made in theaters, but it also was forced to market their movie for being direct-to-video in like two weeks before it was supposed to hit theaters. So when movies decide to switch gears and adapt to directing, uh, uh, marketing direct-to-video, Will they make as much money as they would in theaters or even more because they're going to start marketing like video games do eight months in advance, six months in advance for direct to video? Will that actually work? I have to be, I have to admit, Tanner, I think there's probably more, there's probably like 10 to 1 people who just want to watch a movie and don't give a shit about the theater or, or atmosphere they see it in compared to us who would look like I'm not going to go see Star Wars. I'm not going to watch Star Wars on my couch for the first time. I want to go see it in a theater. I guarantee you, though, probably, like, if you ask 10 people, nine of them, not guarantee, but I bet you, like, nine of them, most of the time, are going to say, I actually would love to watch this at home with my own popcorn and my own movie. Theater. Yeah, I mean, how many fucking people do you think watch Star Wars, like, on their iPhone for the first right. time? Like, right. Which is awful, and I yeah. hate the current kind of culture about that but no i think um i think they'll make more money from beefing up uh vod um accessibility and stuff but i do think they need to lower the prices for vod because hannah and i were trying to watch what movie was it? Emma, maybe? Or mm-hmm. something that was on Prime, one of their, you know, at-home cinema kind of things they have going on right now. And it was like 20 bucks to rent it. And it's like, I'm not paying $20 to do that. Even though it is a new movie and whatever you want to say about that being comparable to two tickets, you know, if I were to go to a physical theater, um, that's not i don't think that's an equal value watching it at home i agree i agree Um, and if if the cheaper you make it the more people are going to spend money so that's a good point tanner because they're charging like what it they probably their directed video their vod pricing i would almost imagine is for like they're estimating most of the people buying these or renting these is a couple one or two people so they're thinking, okay, twenty bucks, ten dollars ticket in that case, type of thing. But you're you're right. Like I'm not paying ten dollars now to the theater to help keep their lights on and keep this giant cineplex, you know, alive and well. So why am I paying the exact same price I would to go to a theater to watch this in my own house? Because really? I'm paying for my own house to be, you know, like lit up and powered up and everything. So why is it still the exact same amount it would cost for a theater that takes up like two acres uh, worth of land, right? Significantly smaller screen on a yeah. most likely worse sound system. Yeah. You're not going to get the same quality, uh, right. you know, audience aside. Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've discussed this a lot on this podcast too, like the future of theater chains. And unfortunately, maybe this is going to, you know, hot, you know, uh, accelerate maybe that process of of you know the worst part too is tanner like the the argument becomes too is that the like making a 
actual like legitimate suitable at home theater is cheaper than ever for like an for a normal person to put together. Like and back, I, go ahead. I think it will continue to become cheaper if yeah. VD is on the rise because then yeah. companies are going to push, yeah. you know, cheap systems and stuff. Yeah. And honestly, that's my goal. One day, if I have any amount of money, um, to have like a home theater in like my basement yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I would never go to the theater again. (laughs) Unless it was some art house or independent theater chain doing, you know, I I would support something like that. But I wouldn't go to an AMC or a B and B ever again if I had a quality home theater set up. Yeah, man. I mean, you can get like you can get a quality quality projector and sound system. For like less than a thousand five hundred dollars. Now that's expensive. I'm not gonna act like that's not something. That, but like, if if you're like someone who's saying, you know, I want to cut down on going to the movies, and I just kind of want to wait till things come to rental. Which you know, Tanner, not everyone is like us. A lot of like you and I, we identify with like, I gotta go see this movie as quickly as possible. I gotta go out and see yeah. it now. But I feel like the majority of movie watchers are people who are like, I'll just wait for it to come to rental, and and then I'll check it out. And um that that audience is growing and and so if you you know take a thousand five hundred dollars save up you get yourself an, a great sound system you can get yourself a quality projector then you just need a sheet to hang on the wall or even just a tv man i can get like i i'm super happy with my tcl 4k tv i got from amazon i have like a 50 i have a 65 inch tcl tv that i got for like 250 dollars now i'm not a, i'm not a 4k expert i'm not like one of those I am not that nerdy when it comes to like the video quality of something on a on a TV, but hey man, as long as motion smoothing's turned off, exactly, and that's what it is for me. Like that's what I love about my TCL. I don't have to go through all those the effort to make it look like people aren't literally in a window acting like a soap opera. Like I I I, I, I cannot hate. for the life of me understand people who either yeah. don't notice or don't care. Yeah. I remember for the first time I ever saw that, and this was like four years ago, my buddy, my buddy at tea time and he, he fixed this later, but my buddy tea time got this super nice TV and we're watching a movie and I'm like, dude, I don't like this because this feels like I'm watching a soap opera. It doesn't feel like a movie anymore. It's looking too realistic. And and I I can't, well, everything looks worse. Like the lighting, the costumes look cheaper. Special effects look worse. Like it's, part of filmmaking is an illusion and motion smoothing is to remove the illusion and then uh, you have just nothing believable on screen yeah um i agree i I can't watch it i cannot watch things on tvs like that it it completely ruins the experience and i I feel like people who do uh, it's got to be like just some schlubby middle-aged fucking middle-class doofus dad who's like yeah this is the latest of video technology pretty cool and like yeah yeah now i'm with you tanner like someday i hope to have like my own home theater where i i i where i can have a projector that's high quality but the good sound system and uh you know make it a theater like experience every time i watch a movie 
and if I could see it, if they start doing direct to video to where like I can make that happen at home, like you said, man, it's going to be a hard freaking thing to want to like pass up. But at the same time though, I still can't see myself wanting to watch a star Wars movie for the first time anywhere else, but on a hundred yard freaking movie screen and, and yeah. surrounded by people who are taking this in with me. I still love the See, theater I don't experience. Care about the communal aspect to it. I just want the big screen and the loudspeakers. I could give a shit if there's anyone else in there with me. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Like, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably one of those. I'm one of those people who gets a little annoyed by those videos of people going nuts. Like, it's a sporting event when Captain America yeah. catches Thor's hammer, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess I don't want to hear this movie anymore because you all are going nuts for a freaking superhero movie. And I, I, I understand going. Like, I got excited in the Last Jedi when Luke started walking out to face down the entire First Order. I was like wrestling drew next to me like i i was freaking out i was so excited but i wasn't like making noise or anything and if you can but that that's like the thing that gets annoying is like when people are going screaming and stuff it's like okay you're taking away from the movie experience at that point um but i I still stand by theaters i still stand by that experience and I, i want them to continue to thrive i do think at the end of the day though this game of cat and mouse will subside in amc's favor i'll say for the time being i don't think that's going to be something that's going to be forever until amc offers these studios more but i think amc's going to end up winning that battle because uh, turning this around like fast and furious 19 right now whatever they're on is coming out in a year and to reverse course that that quickly um seems pretty insurmountable so I, I uh, think the theater experience is still the way to go for, for movies. And I think AMC is doing everything right, too, uh, with the AMC A-list, the $20 a month for unlimited movies, basically, uh, the food experience you can get, uh, the beer experience, the, the alcoholic beverages. They, they've done everything they can to improve. And uh, with that, I have to say I, I have appreciated movie theaters more. And I, I do still hope that that happens. But I, Jordan fought me on this, and I, I understand where he's coming from. But until there is a theater clerk in every theater, I, I do see where the benefit of home, home theater watching surpasses watching it in theater for some people. There needs to be a clerk in every single theater for me. That's that's what I, they need to be sitting there and watching the movie. I, I, they they're or off to the side in their own little booth, because I am so annoyed with people trying to ruin the movie. And if yeah. the theater clerk was there, they could immediately nip it in the bud, be like, "Hey, this is it, or you're out." That's why I love going to see movies in the Alamo. Alamo offers a right. super unique experience, this super unique pre-roll that you don't get. Please in any sponsor other us. Yeah, right. That would be amazing. They have this. They have great merch. They they have built this community in their theaters, and they have a no tolerance, no tolerance uh, policy when it comes to talking and making noise in the movie theater. Like they Good. will kick your ass out. When's the last time you have you been to Alamo before, Tanner? I've never been. I've never been. Dude, oh my god! At the beginning of each movie, they say like they give the three rules: one, do not talk. 
if you are you if you are caught talking, you will be asked to quiet down. If you are ta caught talking again, you will be removed without a refund. Two, you cannot be on your phone. If you are on your phone, you will get one warning. If you are caught on your phone again, you will be removed without a refund. Three, you cannot show up to the movie theater after the movie has begun. If the movie has begun and you show up late, you will be asked to leave without a refund. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm like, that is the greatest thing ever. And, and they also have a great way to report other people. Cause obviously like not, they, they sometimes can't catch people. You can, you have a paper note when you want to refill on like soda or you want to place an order, you can write down what your order is. You put it in this little, this little order holder, your waitress will come around and eventually see it. Boom. Good to go. You can also use that to report other people, which I have done before. I was at a movie theater. People in front of me were talking on their phones for 30 minutes of the movie. And I just said, the people in front of me are being super distracting, talking on the phones. Wrote it on a note, put it up there. Boom. Without further notice, she was down there telling them to shut up. And you know what? I got told to shut up once. So I'm okay. I, I, I was on, in the movie. The movie was beginning. And I looked at my phone real quick. Admittedly, it was really quick. I was not going to be on it. But at the same time, they caught me in that moment and told me to get off my phone. And I appreciated yeah. it. I wanted to shake their hand. I said, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you and know everyone what? stood and clapped. Everyone stood and clapped. I was like, you know what? I deserve that. I appreciate you telling me to get off my phone. I will get off my phone. Boom, bam, over with. Uh, but yeah, that's what we think about the movie theater industry kind of going forward and, and direct the video. The, the chances are some movies going to be in direct the video, some movies going to be in theater only. We don't know. Uh, again, I think we both agree, though, it's a game of cat and mouse. We'll see what catches the other first. Um, and we'll closely monitor that situation and upgrade, uh, you know, update you on any uh, future situ you know, news updates. Yeah. Believe it or not, we are not um, economists or business insiders. So. We are not, and uh, we have I, no idea. A lot of just blind speculation, yeah. like uh, stock traders. Yeah, we so, don't, Yeah, we have absolutely no idea if Universal's laughing at AMC or panicking with it, with like, oh my god, what have we done? We have no idea, and we have no idea what really makes sense. We're just two movie viewers giving our best guess. Um. Honestly, Tanner, that was the big topic. That was the opening topic and the last topic combined into one. So I'm okay with getting that out of the way right now. I think yeah. that's good quality content. Tanner, did you watch anything this week that was new? Well. Or not new. You know, what did you watch? Um, well, man, it's been a long time since I've been on the pod. Um, it's been about three weeks, yeah. Or longer, watched, four weeks. I've watched weeks. a lot of stuff, but of course older stuff because you can't not a lot of ways to see new things at the moment. Um, let me go back through the whole month of April here. Let's see. Uh, watched a movie. It came out in 2018 called Lords of Chaos. Um, I believe it's on Hulu. If you want to check that out. It's sort of a true story of the kind of birth of Norwegian black metal mm -hmm. um, has a violent and dorky history behind it. I'm very sad. Um, it's got the youngest Colkin brother, um, Rory, as like the main dude. Um, very watchable. 
don't know if I'd ever watch it again. I also got around to seeing Good Boys, uh, which was it was entertaining, but it's like I don't know. Seth Rogen got real high and watching a Jacob Tremblay movie. And thought it would be hilarious, like to hear him say the f word. I guess so. The whole movie's kind of written around that. Mm. Um, so most things Seth Rogen does is revolve around getting high and then watching something. Yes. Uh, saw Hunt for the Wilder People for the first time. Yeah, uh, that was really good. Taika's Taika's work there. Take away TD. Oh, you know what? I did not log a date for this. Did I? No, I did. Why is that not showing up in my feed? Um, watched a kind of independent, smaller thriller movie called Swallow. Which oh, uh, have you heard of this? Yes. Uh, <laughs> So it's about a very weird woman who uh, kind of marries into some money uh. um, and sits around at home not doing anything. Then she discovers she's pregnant uh. and is overcome with the urge to just swallow random household objects. No! And so... And you hear that, and you think, okay, this is a movie that's just going to go completely off the rails and be disgusting and... I hate it. Hard to get through, but... I hate it so much. That being said, for me, it, it took a very, very disappointing turn towards the mundane in the last half of the movie. And then just kind of... It's like the movie almost decides it's about something else halfway through. And then the ending's just boring. Nothing really happens. Uh, that's it. It's hard to say. You do, you can't really talk about more detail without giving anything away. But uh, I'm glad things ended at a much more subdued thing, level than you know swallowing a thumbtack, which is what I saw. Yeah, there's a thumbtack, a marble. Um, I don't like uh, this. I don't like this, Tanner. Oh, God. What are some of the other things? There's a lot. I think like like a little screwdriver at one point. I don't like this one bad. You know, it could have had me. It could have had me. It didn't. You know what? Um, Here's... It, it, It had me in the first half. You had me in the first half, not going to lie. Um, and then we've been watching uh, the Twilight movies one by one. I have seen the first one before and then pieces of the second one, but that was like back when I was in high school. Um, believe it or not, I was not a fan growing up. And three movies in... I have to say, I'm still not a fan. And they're kind of like exactly what I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen any of them? Yeah, no. I have never seen a single one all the way through. Uh, I've been meaning to watch them because I feel like that's something I should put myself through. 
but I have not seen any of them. Uh, the closest I've ever gotten to Twilight, I went with a couple girls in high school, probably to impress them or something, I don't know, be a doofus, with a buddy of mine, uh, because they were releasing, like, Twilight Part 2 of some, you know, one of their shitty movies uh, on DVD or Blu-ray, and they wanted to go get it at midnight, and we went to Walmart, and, uh, you know, unbelievably, there was a line for this and uh uh i went and um you know got this movie with them i i have a picture of this night actually i believe i jokingly put on one of those shitty walmart t-shirts that has like really crude humor that only like i don't know 80 year old not even 80 like 55 year old truck drivers from you know boon hole alabama where where it says like you know it's got the the i don't even know what boone hole means by the way but uh they they wears it's a shirt that has like the owl on it from the tootsie pop commercials and it and it says want a lick and it's in neon writing and it has the owl from that you know you know what i'm talking about and and uh you know one of those crude humor t-shirts i just gotta like, tell you i'm having a hard time processing uh what you were saying at some point you said something that just kind of made me check out i'll Um, just say this it's the white trash humor shirts okay from walmart uh that's what i'm trying to get at and it's uh it's an it's got the owl from the tootsie remember the how many did it yeah yeah yeah, a one a two a three and it had that owl on it in like neon colors for some reason, like neon pink, green, and blue, and the font on the shirt said "one, one, one a lick," and uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those crude humor white trash T-shirts is basically what I'm trying to say. And I wore one of those. I have a picture of that somewhere, but that's my only. That's my closest experience with Twilight Tanner. That was a longer story than I anticipated. Well, I have to imagine that the the narrative of this saga as it calls itself um is better in book form than film form because sure it is the plot the structure is almost non-existent it's like you'll get two-thirds of the way through a movie before it realizes it's been about nothing. And then we'll introduce some kind of life or death conflict at the last second, um, which then gets resolved, like almost immediately. And so far, basically all three of them that I've seen are structured this way, although the third one is a little more traditional in its uh, structure, I guess. It's or what you might expect. Um, but they're, you know, they are what they are. Uh, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson have both gone on to be pretty respectable actors yep. since then. Uh, more him than her, maybe. Although she's done some indie films that I've heard good stuff about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I heard people try to tell me she's a bad actress because of these movies. But I think she's just struggling so hard like it's this weird combo of an actress giving 100 percent 
in a role that does not deserve it. And so it comes off very bizarre. Um, yeah. And I got to say, like, surely you're familiar with kind of the basic setup here. Like, there's uh, Bella, the main uh, character, is in love with a vampire man, but there's also a werewolf guy. Werewolf guy. Mm, loves her. Um, and, you know, back in the day, you might see people wearing t-shirts that said things like Team Edward or Team Jacob, um, Edward being the vampire, Jacob being the werewolf. Uh, watching this in 2020, I've got to wonder, everyone who is Team Jacob must be in some toxic-ass relationships these days. Because the dude is a complete piece of shit. Like, this sort of ultimate white knight, nice guy, incel type. Um, who assaults her. Who does assault her. And then uh, gaslights her. Like, oh, she loves me. She just doesn't know it. And then to think that you know, a decade or more ago, you know, our female friends or non-female friends who are fans of the series ever identified with this character is a little upsetting, but teenagers are dumb. Um, another thing I've thought of while watching this repeated um, throughout what I've seen so far, I guess, this thought keeps coming to my head that, uh, you know, these, the, the target audience of this is like teenage, preteen girls, right? Yeah. Um, yet the werewolves are these super ripped dudes who never wear shirts and they wear jean shorts all the time. And I can't imagine that that is what the girls are interested in. I might take a step too far here and say that that kind of image has more of a homoerotic appeal than a heterosexual uh, woman might be all about. It's It's interesting. There's something there, and I have to work at it more to dig out the, the full meaning behind all of this, but um, I can't stop thinking about it. You know, and I, Tanner, here's there's, what I want. There's I want you secret, to there's, it's a movie about secret gay werewolves and no one is, no one's seeing that side to it, but it's there. Yeah. And, and hopefully you deliver a full report once this, this, you know, watching experience is over because I, I'm sure I'm sure we're all on the edge of our seats, just ripe with curiosity on and what you think about this interspecies relationship between the vampire. I will have a three-hour video essay on YouTube called "The Secret Gay Werewolves of the Twilight Saga." The Secret Gay Werewolves <laughs> of the Twilight Saga. Fantastic. 
Okay. Well, for Christ's sake, what did I watch this week? I'll tell you that much, Tanner. What did I watch? I didn't really watch anything new. I watched Back to the Future for the first time with Paige. I had seen Back to the Future countless times. Paige has never seen Back to the Future, so it was my job to uh, to introduce her to this. So we watched Back to the Future, and she Can I tell you something? Yep. I've never seen any of them either. In... I honestly have no desire to. I don't know if you heard that. It sounded like you might have walked away. What the fuck? You have no desire to watch Tanner. These are some of the greatest movies ever made, ever made. They are amazing movies. They <sighs> are the source of inspiration for countless franchises. They are phenomenal. They are humorous. They're thrilling. They're entertaining. It is everything you want in a good movie. You need to watch the Back to the Future trilogy. Now, Back to the Future 3, say what you want about it. That one goes a little off rails. No pun intended. For my Back to the Future 3 watchers, you know what that means. But Back to the Future 1 and 2 are phenomenal films. You have to watch the series. How have you not watched the series, Tanner? Here's the thing. I, I don't care if you don't have any desire to. You know how culturally significant Back to the Future is to the, the film culture in general. And you need to watch it whether you care about it or not. I know you need to do this. So fucking do it, Tanner. You know... I just, I never had the desire or opportunity when I was younger, which is the only time I could have developed an appreciation for it. But now that I'm older and after Stranger Things, I don't want to go anywhere near the 80s. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Tanner, I don't understand that if you're done with the faux 80s. This is this actually was made in the 80s. Like, this isn't trying to... This isn't trying to be aesthetically pleasing. It's, it was literally filmed in the 80s. You're judging it for being an 80s movie that was made in the 80s, damn it. It's just, it couldn't have been that good. I will. Oh! You need, okay, if you're watching it Twilight. It couldn't have been that good. <laughs> Tanner, if you're watching Twilight, you need to at least watch Back to the Future, for Christ's sake. If you're, give, if you're putting yourself through that shit, there's no reason why you shouldn't be watching Back to the Future 1 through 3. There's none. There's no reason. That's it. All right. Okay. That's what I watched. Can I, real quick, tell you something else amazing about the three Twilight movies I've seen so far? So You have to. One of the villains introduced at the very end of the first one that survives. Okay, go ahead. Redhead evil vampire lady. And she goes on to do nothing for all of the second movie. Uh, except you kind of see her here and there. And then in the third one, all of a sudden, the actress has been replaced by Bryce Dallas Howard. And then she dies. I I find that fascinating. But again, okay, that's so that's all that, I have some, left to someone, say. Someone it. got recast? Like this completely background, boring character gets recast it's Bryce Dallas Howard who was a pretty I think established actress around that time maybe not but and then she's killed off like at that point 
Well, all right. That that would be a uh, very uh, that would be shocking Edward me if I gave bites her head that off. Edward bites her head off. Well, it's like he bites her in the neck, and her head kind of pops off. But vampires are like made out of porcelain, so it's hard to explain. What? And they need to be set on fire to be killed. Although it's never explained what happens if you don't set their bodies on fire. I, uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have absolutely no idea what is going on right now. I don't either, and I've seen all three of them so far. I, I haven't seen any of these. Vampires are made of porcelain? What? Yeah, they like, they'll fight and you know rip each other's arms off, and then it's just like white stone where a wound would be. And it makes kind of like shattering, crumbly noises. Okay, I hate this. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, watch Back to the Future, because I watched it with Paige, and it was just as much of a delight as the first time I ever saw it. Uh, I remember actually watching I Back to the Future is one of the few movies. Actually, maybe it, it – it, yeah, I know. It's one of the few movies I – specifically remember watching for the very first time it's stained in my childhood memory uh my brother charlie was sick at the time um uh and uh my man he was sitting on our ugly blue leather uh love seat across the room and my mom and dad and i were sitting on our ugly blue leather sofa um across from him and mom and dad brought up watching back to the future charlie and i had never seen it we watched back to the future and I was so excited to see Back to the Future 2 because that's where they actually go to the future. I was like, oh, man, we got to watch it. But Charlie had to go to bed because he was sick and he was younger. And he was like, mom's like, he's got to get to bed so he can get a night's sleep. Well, he did. And we watched Back to the Future 2 together. And it was amazing. So uh, that's all I could say. I mean, that's one of the few movies that sticks in my memory for the first time I ever watched it. The other one, really, there's only like one other and they all come from the old house I lived in, like when I was a kid. The other one is Pirates of the Caribbean, and the other one is Remember the Titans. I remember watching those movies for the first time ever with my family. Uh, along, like I remember also Tarzan going to see Tarzan for the first time, the animated movie with my family. It was, you know, a bunch of weird shit. Anyways, mm-hmm. moving on from what we watched this week, going into the news a little bit. Not too much to cover in the news. Let's just run through this really quick. Uh, Space Jam has a new title. It is called Space Jam, A New Legacy. It is uh, taking after the original Space Jam with giving the second leading credit to Bugs Bunny, which is kind of funny. But yeah, LeBron James, Bugs Bunny starring in a Space Jam, A New Legacy. Tanner, do you care at all? No. Neither do I. Space Jam is an untouchable classic that you can watch. You either like it or you don't. You watch it once. There's no need for a sequel. Why, why, why would they change it? No one can match the mysticism of Michael Jordan and uh, even LeBron James, who has been successful, and you could argue that he is the better all-time basketball player, does not match the mysticism of Michael Jordan, so it kind of defeats the purpose. Will I still watch this movie? Sure, I probably will. Are the Looney Tunes past their prime to be starring in a live-action movie that's going to theaters? Maybe. I don't know what's on Cartoon Network anymore. Certainly doesn't seem like Looney Tunes. Three. I don't even know if I was making a numbered list before, but the third thing would be, again, I just don't know if this is something I'd watch in theaters. I'll probably wait until rental. Uh, Yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting. 
Tanner, can we talk about how Lola Bunny was our sexual awakening? Go ahead. I don't know if it was mine, but I do think you can trace a lot of weird things in the culture back back to that. I just remember Lola Bunny being the hottest thing I'd ever seen in my life when I was eight years old. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) It's a... It's a extreme movie. You bring up Space Jam, and you either get people who get all like pretentious about it, talk about how great it is, or people who hate the shit out of it, like my fiance Hannah. Um, I kind of have no opinion on it. I enjoyed it as a kid. I have no desire to watch it as an adult. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It, I... it is weird to think about how many. How much, how everyone who grew up with this movie all has this sexualized rabbit Looney Tune in their mind. Is It's just there. You know. Is Lola responsible for furries? I, you know, it probably, I, I'm just, I, here's what I'll say, Tanner. Given how much I thought Lola Money was hot in this, I'm, I am blessed to not be a furry myself i'll just say that i i that's what i'll say those animators know exactly what they were doing and uh you know it's shameful tanner it's 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 shameful uh moving on yeah moving on to last story in our news stories here john whitford delayed because Matrix 4 needs to finish production and because of the COVID, John Wick 4 wasn't able to finish shooting and it ran into the Matrix 4 and Matrix 4 is probably going to get delayed so John Wick 4 is probably going to happen a little bit later than we expected. Here's what I'll say. I didn't even expect a sequel after John Wick. So the fact we're getting four of them and maybe more, plus we're getting that TV show, I think that's coming to TNT, is great. I love the John Wick movies. I, I'll wait longer than a you know a couple years for it. That's fine. Um, and it makes sense. It's cool that they're bringing Keanu Reeves back from Matrix 4. That is, I mean, if there's anything that's going to take up his schedule space, it might as well be Matrix. So that's really cool. They're bringing back Neo in some sort of fashion. Uh, any comments, Tanner, at all? You know, I do think that Keanu Reeves probably feels very sorry that production had to be postponed because of another project he took on. He probably yeah. feels bad about it, although he shouldn't. Not your fault, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I wish fault, someone would, would tell him that, tell him that he did nothing I mean, wrong. He's, he'll, he'll hear it. He's a listener. Keanu Reeves, you did nothing wrong. It's not your fault. You can be in more than one movie. You had no control over this. Man, I'll tell you what, though. It's a fortunate spot that Keanu, I mean, just ironically, it's a fortunate spot that John Wick 4 is being delayed because of a role in another movie to Keanu, with, where before, like, for a lot of, I mean, maybe a, a, a large chunk of Keanu's career at some point was like, hey, I'm, I'm open whenever. John Wick revived his career so much, it brought him so much back into the bubble guy, that he's like, hey, man, I won't be able to do this. I need to, I'm having some scheduling issues because I am killing it right now. Uh, good for Keanu, man. I, I think he uh, he's one of the most genuine guys in business. And you know, more than anything else, 
There's one video that sticks in my mind more than anything else about Keanu Reeves, more than any article that talks about how good of a guy is, more than any video that demonstrates it. There's one video that's very under the radar. It's a guy who's meeting Keanu Reeves the first time. He's walking, he's like a, he's like a blogger. So he has one of those GoPros strapped to his chest and he's walking out of a restaurant that he just got done eating at and I'm sure he was blogging or whatever. And he's walking out and he notices Keanu Reeves is walking in and he goes, oh my God, Keanu, you're Keanu Reeves. And Keanu goes, yeah. And Keanu stops to like talk, like he's prepared to talk with him. He stops and like, you know, faces the guy, but the guy, I guess, is probably too nervous and thinks he doesn't want to bother Keanu. And he goes, okay, thank you. Uh, what, it's so nice to meet you. Uh, have a great lunch. And Keanu's like, oh, okay. And, and Keanu almost sounded disappointed because he seemed like a, he literally stopped for this guy to talk with him and have a, like, he <laughs> clearly stopped to talk with him to have a discussion, uh, to have a little conversation. And he wasn't one of those guys like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm Keanu. Hey, nice to meet you, man. Walking into him. He literally was like trying to, I, it's it's the sweetest thing I've ever seen, and you know, the thing is, Keanu is something we should all aspire to be. Given, I don't know if you've heard his story, but given what Keanu's been through in his life, uh, and the fact that he's come out, a, the, the person he is is an inspiration. It's a freaking inspiration, and uh, I want to be more like Keanu every day because that guy, that guy knows what he's doing, and and he is uh, he, he's truly an amazing person. He's a good guy. Uh, Tanner, that's all I have for today's episode. Like I said, I, I mean, I don't know how long we ran here, but I didn't really have much to talk about. I really I yeah. thought the, the main topic that was, was going to be the theater. Yeah, I thought we got good details in. Um, so let's let's just go ahead and wrap it up. Um, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know we missed last week. We did a live stream, and things are a little up in the air right now with all the, you know, the, the stuff going on. Some people can make it, some people can't, and we're trying to put it together. But I'll say this. Yeah, life, but, life isn't really chucking curveballs right now so much as, like, tornadoes. Exactly. Um, or even if you say curveballs, let's nothing, go ahead with a baseball reference. They're throwing knuckleballs. We'll, nothing's, we'll nothing's pegged down. There are no more plans anymore. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're going to be here. We're going to be here as, as often as we can and, and try and do this weekly for you guys and 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 i do appreciate you listening and watching our live streams i will say this our next live stream we have some fun things planned uh some some surprises that you might find fun if any of you guys want to tune in live um and uh, some other things so that's coming about two weeks from now we'll do another live stream it should be fun it's a fun event and uh, hopefully y'all can uh, join us for that uh but yeah y'all again, be able to be there sweet tanner will be there this time which is great um but yeah, guys, that's going to be it for today's podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. You can find us at Cinemaxic Pod on Instagram, Cinemaxic on Twitter, CinemaxicPod at gmail.com. Submit your questions, topics, or anything you want us to discuss. We would love to hear from you. You can also download the Anchor app, A-N-C-H-O-R, and search for the Cinemaxic Podcast. You can leave us a voice message. We'll patch you into the podcast. We will talk about whatever you left on that voice message, whether it be question, topic, comment, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you. Um, for my co-host, Tanner Rush, at Danger Rush, I am Max Liam, MX Fozzie. Thank you guys so much for listening again, and we will see you next week on the Cinemaxic Podcast and the Force Vision podcast tanner anything you want to say before we tune out nope that would be <laughs> that's it that's it for the cinemax podcast this week thank you guys so much for listening stay safe and we'll uh we'll all get through this together okay all right y'all take care bye, bye.
Thank you.